My name is Adrienne Garland, and welcome to Sugar Coated. Sugar Coated is a podcast that was born from the notion that for far too long, women and other people who inside felt like they just didn't fit in in maybe small or even large ways had to sugarcoat their words, their style, or in general, their way of showing up in the world. This podcast started out as a dedication to women leaders. You see, I wanted to shine the light on all the incredible work that women do and how they're making an impact. And I still do. But I realized that a key reason that women have struggled, in my opinion, is that they've had to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals, which are inherently designed to keep those outside of the norm from standing out. This has prevented more women from being recognized as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me, Adrienne Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media, each week as I dive into raw conversations with some remarkable, badass women that will help you to strip away your sugar coat and go in the direction of your incredible dreams. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sugar Coated. So today I wanted to go back to the beginning and really talk about my journey and how I got here uh, to this podcast and what I'm doing. Uh, I think that it's important for those of you who are listening in to understand that I don't have it all figured out and I don't think that many of us do. But we put up this, you know, version of ourselves so that others can think that we are, you know, living our best lives, uh, that we are doing exactly what it was that we set out to do and that we're killing it. Well, that's not always the case. And, uh, you know, there's some really amazing people out there that are doing everything that they set out to do. They're killing it. They're kicking ass. They're taking names. They're, you know, building their companies. They're earning profit. They're earning revenue. They're doing great. And all of those people I admire so much. And, uh, you know, I, of course, I would like to be one of those. But the reality is that I'm not. And that's something that has really, I guess, haunted me for the last 10 years, um, 10 years since I started She Leads Media. And uh, She Leads Media started out in a completely different place. In fact, I wouldn't say a completely different place. It just started out in a different place. It started out with a different name. It started out with a different structure. And it started from a place that I think many women who start businesses start from. And that is by leveraging what you know. So when I left corporate America, my my job that I had, the last, the last full-time job that I held, which was back in 2010, I worked as the geo-marketing leader of the New York office at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I always say that it was the best job that I had on paper. And it was the undoing of Adrienne Garland as we knew her. Uh, 
for all of the accomplishments that I had had and all of the success that I'd had throughout corporate moving from position at Cablevision in Long Island to heading up the marketing department at PR Newswire and eventually moving on to PricewaterhouseCoopers and leading this, you know, incredible uh, internal communications and marketing division was something that just looked beautiful on paper. Um, The reality of the situation was that it was not so beautiful and that when it came down to it, it was a job that was not the right fit for me. And it's taken a lot of time and a lot of reflection and a lot of internal work to realize that, you know, it wasn't them. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> um, you know, truly, it, it it wasn't them. They are who they are and they operate the way that they operate and they do things the way that they do. And it wasn't me. You know, I was not flawed. I operated the way that I thought was, um, or not that I thought w- would lead to success, but, but that actually had led to success. But the approach that I took and the the way that I was, was not in alignment with the culture of PricewaterhouseCoopers in the New York office. You know, I, I left a long time ago. I still know some great people that are still there. One of my best friends actually still works there. But I know a lot of people that left that had similar experiences to me. Uh, so it sort of makes me feel a little bit better about myself that, you know, it wasn't some type of flaw that led to me leaving there. And I'm being a little uh, cagey about the the way that I, I left. Um, it really was a combination of me not fitting in there, me um, striving to prove something and do something that wasn't in alignment with where PwC wanted me to be, and for a mutual understanding that this just was not the the time nor the place for me to be there. Um, so I left. I left after a lot of tears. I left after being super angry. I left because other people did certain things that, you know, they could have gotten in trouble for in this, you know, whole me too thing, but that I just didn't think about at the time that was, I just didn't, I just didn't have those thoughts. So, you know, ultimately I ended up leaving and what I did is I thought, well, hell, (laughs) you know, I ascended to this role at a company where, you know, I I didn't know anybody there except for my best friend who did introduce me to the job. So thank you, Dom. But, you know, other than him, I didn't know anybody. He didn't get me the the role that I had. I, I got that through my own hard work. But I thought, that I had everything necessary in order to, you know, go out on my own and launch a very successful business doing what I did best. And that was marketing. You know, I have my MBA in marketing from one of the top business schools in the country, Stern, NYU Stern. 
And I had been very successful throughout all the different companies that I worked at through a combination of hard work, intelligence, and this spirit that I have inside of me, which is to never, never give up. I have a superpower, spidey power, as my friend Kent would say, um, that I can see you know, challenges and, and problems and maybe some things that are a little messy. And I have a way of being able to visualize how to bring those things together and uh, fix things or improve things. And I do that in my personal life with physical objects and building things. And it's really how a lot of my artistic talents and creativity comes out um, and just my ability to physically build things and, and fix things around the house. And it also manifests itself in the way that I look at marketing and problems and challenges and then solutions and positioning and branding and what all of that all means and research and insights and all and all of it and all of the things. So I decided um, when I left PwC that I was going to start a mar- marketing consulting business. And I did. And, uh, you know, the, the next challenge was to uh, find clients. And so I realized that the clients that I would attract at that point would be on the smaller side. I didn't feel that I was able to go into a large corporation and offer this uh, incredible value because it was just me. And I really just wanted to work on some projects and work with some really great people and, and do some great work and make an impact. And so I sort of fell in with a couple of weirdos and people that tried to teach me what, you know, consulting was all about. And I learned a lot of lessons there. I learned that there are many people out there that are concerned about themselves only and that try to push their agenda on you and manipulate you into thinking that what it is that that they're doing is, um, you know, more important than what it is that you're doing. And there is a lot of manipulation out there. I don't know if it's all, you know, conscious and purposeful, but it's out there. And especially operating in the small business, solo entrepreneur world, there are many, many characters that I have run into. And uh, sometimes it's very easy to see who these people are. And sometimes it's very difficult because these people are master manipulators. I've not had the best journey as an entrepreneur. When I started, I I did work for some people. I had a couple of clients. Things were somewhat interesting. I did a, a little bit of event production, nothing big. And I did some marketing work, branding and some email marketing and things like that. Being people's, you know, right-hand person or chief of staff, if you will. And it's just sort of all encompassing. So uh, that was sort of not for me. And what I did is I thought, well, 
I'm doing okay, but you know, having a job, working at a corporation, even though I don't want to do it, is something that I know how to do and that I know how to um, be successful. So I applied for um, several jobs and there was one job that I really wanted. It was at a very large research company and I, you know, I was sort of convinced um, by somebody that had their own agenda to not go down that path because it would be just going back into a corporate environment. And at the time, I believed that and um, I, I wanted to be a successful entrepreneur and to have my own business and to sort of prove to myself that I could be successful whether I was in a corporate environment or if I had my own business. And one of the reasons for that is I believe my um, very you know deep held belief that I can take care of myself <laughs> um, and that I don't need anybody to take care of me because I know how to make my own way and make my own money and you know be my own person and not sort of rely on anybody. Um, that's a whole other story and probably a whole other podcast, but it's there. Um, and that is maybe a, a driver that is so embedded into every cell of my being that prevents me from ever just laying down and, and giving up. I, I, I will never give up no matter what. <laughs> so I ended up working for a very small marketing agency and doing a variety of different things. Some of them were a lot of fun. I was embedded at different companies like Sirius XM and then at DirecTV that started out as a three-month temporary position. I went in as somebody was leaving a role on the B2B direct uh, marketing and digital media side. And, uh, you know, I was supposed to sort of learn the work, help with the hiring, train somebody up and then leave, which was fine with me. I thought that was a, a great gig. And the, that three-month assignment, quote-unquote, turned into a three-year gig. And it was wonderful on one level, awful on another, and <laughs> I guess everything in between. It was during that time that I talked to one of my dear friends about, you know, what, what does it take for women to launch businesses, to have that idea, to scale up, to grow, to be profitable, to, you know, get themselves out there, be written up in the media, all of the questions, you know, how, how can you be successful as a, a woman entrepreneur? And uh, I had talked to her about that several times. And one day we were out at lunch and I was complaining. Uh, yes, I can be a big complainer, but I was complaining about just some of the, you know, the shit that I was going through and experiencing and the people and blah, blah, blah. And uh, she had a business of her own. She was an event planner. Um, and she said, why don't we just do a conference where we look for people who are really successful women entrepreneurs, women business owners, women leaders, and uh, we invite 
everybody else like us who's struggling to figure it out. So that's what we did. We put together a conference. uh, We planned it out. We reached into our network. We invited our friends. I went back to some of the incredible places that I had worked in the past and miraculously, they offered sponsorship sponsorship dollars, donations, many things. And uh, we put this conference on at the CUNY Graduate Center on 34th Street in New York City in the, the basement, which is a beautiful venue, even though it's, you know, the basement, it it really is a beautiful venue. And um, we threw a freaking kick-ass conference. And it was, it was something that was really special that we didn't even realize that we did until everybody came up to us um, when the conference was wrapping up and letting us know that they had never been to anything that was as well put together and thoughtful and genuine as we had done. And we had made money too. So it was sort of like the, you know, the perfect, the perfect side project that gave us some Christmas money. I I always liked to, to say. So it was great because I had this almost full-time consulting role with this agency. And then I did this conference and I made a little bit of money and I got all these accolades and I just felt like on cloud nine. So her and I decided to uh, do the conference again, the, the second year. And it was better than the first. We made money. We made more money. We got more accolades. We got ran up in the press. We did some really great things. We started to form relationships with these really high-level people. We were able to attract sponsors. And we did it again for the third year in a row. And it was even better and on and on. But it never got to a level that allowed either one of us to dedicate our full-time efforts to that business. It was a once a year conference. We ate, slept, drank, thought about, you know, the the conference 24/7. And we we weren't making a very much profit on it. A- enough enough to feel really good about buying great Christmas presents and that was about it. So I had wanted to take the conference. I wanted to stop doing my marketing consulting work and really blow out the conference into something that was so much more. And we sketched it all out and we talked about creating, you know, like a a publication online and doing some other things and having experts and courses and doing multiple conferences and, and on and on. And my partner, you know, came to me and just said that she was not passionate about what we were doing anymore. She felt really amazing about everything that we had accomplished, but that she was basically done and wanted to, you know, close it up, close up shop, give ourselves a pat on the back and move on. And I totally understood, (laughs) totally understood where she was coming from. And the only thing is that I didn't want to do that. 
I thought that there was so much more to explore. I thought that there was so much more that we could do together, that we could build out, that, you know, we could turn into uh, something that was a real business that supported the both of us in the way that we wanted to be supported with a, a salary, that we could hire a team, that we could do some really great work. But that was not what she wanted to do. So this business, this conference at the time was called WomanCon, the conference for women. And my partner, Laura, said to me, you know, go forth and prosper. (laughs) But please, you know, change the name, change the brand, change, you know, what this is because you know, I cannot bear the thought of this turning into something that is, you know, so successful and seeing, you know, WomanCon live beyond me, something that I created. And I totally got that. So, um, you know, I did, I changed the name with the help of another friend, Raquel, who came up with the the name She Leads after probably a lot of coffee and beer and sketching and laughing, as I love to do with my friends. And uh, a lot of my friends are also sort of like, you know, business, business friends that we throw around a lot of ideas together. We dream, we, we talk about so many different things. It's like round and round. <laughs> um, but anyway, Raquel came up with this, with this name, She Leads. And, and, you know, I had always wanted the company to be a media company. So She Leads Media was born. And I sort of approached She Leads Media in the same way that I had approached WomanCon and and my consulting. It was like two different avenues, two different divisions, two different things. And I had been operating since about 2016 in that place. And over time, what I did is I transitioned away from the advertising agency and, and sort of being a subcontractor to them and started to work with other clients. And I thought that what I needed to do was to align myself with women entrepreneurs and women-owned small businesses and offer them the expertise that I had in marketing. And it was definitely in alignment with She Leads Media and building out this platform for women to be successful entrepreneurs and to be successful leaders. And then the conference was another um, platform that allowed them to come together in person and learn from incredible experts. But what I realized is that many of the clients that I had that were this women-owned small businesses, that they just did not have the budgets to spend on the type and the level of marketing that I was suggesting that I truly believed would help take them to the next level. You know, with all of my education and background and experience, I am able to put together an exceptional marketing plan that really focuses on the the basics of, you know, the core of the company, the founder, the product, and then just deliver all of the benefits and choose all the correct, you know, media to implement 
all of those tactics uh, in support of the business, but women did not have the budgets to properly do all of that. And so the work, all of the work and all of the dedication and all of the time, you know, that I put into it, the the execution wasn't there because there just wasn't enough money. So, you know, I had been operating at that place or in that place for a couple of years. And I, I realized that I can't, I can't grow my own business off of that. Uh, and that I really needed to do one of two things. I, I needed to, you know, work with clients that had more budget, or I needed to really dig my heels into what I had always wanted to do. And that was to work in media. I love to create. I am a designer. I am a developer. I am an ideas person. I am a visionary, I think. And I love to curate things and bring things together and and bring things to life. And when I took a really big step back, I thought, you know, this is this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm a I'm a producer. I'm a, a director. And it might not be in the form of what you're thinking. You know, I'm not talking specifically about film and, and making a movie, although that's something that I would absolutely love to do. But it's this this thing that is core and central to who I am. And that is, you know, seeing all of the the stuff, <laughs> all of the elements, all of the pieces that are out there, seeing what might be broken, seeing what needs to be fixed, seeing how things can come together and picking the best of the best or the the interesting things or, or the different things and bringing that together uh, to create something that has never been done before or never created before or better than, you know, what's out there. And I realized that that's what I did with the conference. I created a conference along with Laura that was a conference that I wanted to attend. I didn't like a lot of these conferences that I had been to, except for one that stands out in my mind that was called Gel. And if anybody had ever attended Gel, it was a New York City conference where they brought together uh, creativity and technology and they just did these incredible things, experiences together with other you know conference goers uh, and things like that. So aside from Gel, I had never been to a conference that really moved me. And I wanted to create something like that. And that is what I did with the She Leads conferences. And it's what I continue to do. It's why I launched the She Leads podcast network. I don't think that there's anything out there right now that brings together incredible women's voices all in one place. It's what I'd like to do with building out the She Leads platform in general. And the whole reason behind it is to really give a place or or create a place for incredible women to show their stuff and to show the world how amazing they are. And I'd like to be a, a very foundational part of that. So that is where I am today. 
I am sitting here uh, and it is March 11th. And we just heard that the coronavirus is now a pandemic. Um, So that is super fucking scary. Not just, you know, not necessarily for me, but for those around me and what that means and the choices that people make and the ability to look to our leaders to give us some some guidance and also some, um, you know, peace, I, I think, when people are panicking. Um, I'm not sure that we have the right leadership. No, I'm certain we do not have the right leadership in place in our country today um, in order to give us that level of comfort. But I I do believe that we will move away from, from where we are. And there is just a new reality for literally everything that's happening in our lives. And I don't I don't believe that everything that we've done is the model and the um blueprint for where we're going. There is a a brand new model. There's a new way of doing things. The She Leads Media business and and network, perhaps it was not the time uh, a couple of years ago, but I truly believe that, that now is the time and that women need to start coming out and speaking out and you know, not sugarcoating who we are and and what we do. And that truly is what this podcast is all about and what it aims to do. Um, And I just hope that you stick with me on this journey and I show you that I am not a perfect person. I have many, many flaws, but one of the things that I am committed to is to being real and talking real and speaking to women um, and men too, because it's not just about women. I I realize that uh, being a, a woman leader is definitely something that we need to see more of, but truly it's about humanity and balance. But I just want to show that we really need to stop this whole Instagram filter, sugarcoating our words, looking perfect, and because it's all bullshit. (laughs) It is all bullshit, my friends. So with that, I leave you. I hope that you all wash your hands 25 times a day and that you don't touch your face and that you don't bring this virus to anybody that you love um, and that I do hope that everybody remains healthy and strong because we need um, you know we need to to stick together in what is going to be a, uh, a new reality. Thank you and uh, tune in next time. I would love it before we go. I would love it if you could head on over to iTunes and give me a rating. Uh, I would love it to be a, a five-star rating and your thoughts about uh, this podcast and, and where it's going. Uh, I do know that the more positive testimonials and commentary that you have on iTunes, the higher in the ranking the show can be. And the reason that I ask for that is not so much for my ego, but rather so that we can really do something to build up the She Leads Podcast Network. It's going to be filled with incredible women's voices, and I want to do everything that I can to bring attention to that. So thank you so much, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. (music) 
is the She Leads Podcast Network.